Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to let you know about the shows I'm doing this weekend at Comedy Republic. So August 7, August 8, the two live podcasts, the birthday one. So I'm turning 40 years and 40 days. So 4.30, the lineups are amazing. I say them at the end of the show. So listen all the way to the end to my plugs. Don't just turn off when they start plugging and you'll find out exactly who's on each show. It's very cool. So go to joshhill.com.au for the tickets. Also on the August 7th, I'm doing my kids show, Humankind. So if you're a parent, you've got kids aged between like 5 and 10, I think they'll really enjoy it. I think you'll also enjoy it as well. Uh, so that's at 1.30 at Comedy Republic. So, you know, bring the kids along. Then your partner can maybe take them home. You can stay for the podcast. You got to have a good day. What a good day. Hang out with me for the whole day. Anyway, also massive thanks to everyone who's been Patreon subscribers. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, all the top fives that go up. The one I did this week with Redown, very funny. We counted down our top five most overrated things. Well, I did. Redid pet peeves again, but it was still very funny. Also, everyone, thanks for uh, giving us five stars on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, where you can rate the show. Big, big help that gets it in the algorithm. I don't know how it works, but, you know, it works. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy this episode. Two first-timers with Stuart Goldsmith and Dan Illich, plus Greta Lee Jackson and Beck Charwood. It's a very funny one. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet, I discovered I share my name with an Ontario pipe welder who just recently declared on Facebook that July 29 is the greatest day of the year because it is a National Wing Day. So that's the kind of guy he is. That's what you need to know. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, what I do, I get four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. So let's meet them now. Our first guest, first time to the podcast. He shares his name with the European buying manager for Taco Bell. Can you please welcome from the Comedians Comedian Podcast, it is Stuart Goldsmith. Do I really? Yeah. I didn't know about that one. Oh my God. The only one I knew about was a guy who does like the, the Midas Touch, Seven Steps to Wealth Generation. And I it saw turns him. Out his, yeah. Turns out his name isn't actually Goldsmith. That's a pseudonym. So he's, oh. a, he's, an, he's, a, he's an imposter. Did he add the gold? Is it just Stuart Smith and he's tried to like bling it up a bit and added some I'm gold? Not, I'm not going to reveal the ins and outs of his actual identity. That doesn't behoove me. And besides, he seems very uh, decent and I bought the .com off him. So oh, I don't okay. think he's using that name anymore. Great. <laughs> but I didn't know about the Taco Bell guys. Sweet. Yeah, European buying manager. So I guess just buying up old abandoned businesses and just going... Because he's not buying yeah. the taco shells, surely. He's not buying the beans. <laughs> he's buying the bells. That's his oh, thing. Okay. Hey, our next guest shares her name with a British orthopaedic surgeon. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's comedian Greta Lee Jackson. Hi. Hi, hey, Greta. Actually, on that story there about someone prominent having your same name, mm. um, something happened to me recently where I was looking to cure my skin condition. I have rosacea, which is your skin goes really red. And I read in this forum that um, Steve-O, 
Steve-O had cured his skin, his, his rosacea with a special type of psychological therapy. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh, great. It's in his book. Cool. I'm going to get the book. I'm going to read it. And I read uh, uh, Professional Idiot by Steve-O from Jackass. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. There's nothing about rosacea in here. I read the whole book. And the cure was to get launched in a porta potty and just covered in human waste. Or, or put, put prawns in your underpants and swim with whale yeah. sharks. But turns out I went to go and abuse the people on the forum going, um, excuse me, where's this thing about the rosacea? Wrong Steve-O. Wrong oh. Steve-O. A guy called Steve-O Zanich. I'm like, that is not fair. There is already a Steve-O. Don't call yourself Steve-O if you're in a completely dis- different discipline. Not fair. Uh, Hello, hey. Josh. Hello, Greta. Also joining us is another first-timer. He shares his name with the creative director at Facebook's Creative X branch, but the one we have here is the host of Irrational Fear. Please welcome. It's Dan Illich. Hello. It's great to be here. And can I say, as the creative director of Facebook, I'm so sorry for everything. Uh, (laughs) I apologise for the genocide of the Rohingya population in Burma. And I also apologise for January 6th. That was all our fault. And as the creative director of Facebook, uh, I dislike the actions of my company. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Here's the thing. This, uh, Daniel Illich, um, th- this guy, creative director, he, I, he and I were living in Los Angeles at the same time and I have been following him for a long time. In fact, I stole, much like Stu, <laughs> I stole the domain name that he had, which was danielillich.com for myself when it when it expired. Uh, I walked past a logo I recognised in Venice Beach one day and I thought, that looks like the logo of Daniel Illich's creative house. I knocked on the door and I said, hey, is Daniel Illich here? He said, well, he's in a meeting, but can I take a message? Who would like to speak to him? And I said, well, it's Daniel Illich. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I never heard from him. And then uh, six months later, he became the creative director of Facebook. And I thought, I'm thinking now, this is a great opportunity to actually do some media around being the creative director of Facebook and are going on this apology tour. I think yes. that's, I think it's a really <laughs> I think it's a really fun prank opportunity because I am that guy. I'm not lying. <laughs> it was like when the actor John Howard came out and did the apology uh, to the indigenous people of this country. Exactly, yeah, exactly right. Do the yeah, same, same thing. Same thing. Just hey, just before we move on, Josh, I want to be clear. I did not cyber squat and steal the yeah. domain name, StuartGoldsmith.com. I wow. paid hundreds of pounds for it. <laughs> Stuart, my name is Daniel Illich. So it is I. Uh, I claimed it. I colonised my own name. And finally, is a comedian who shares her name with a woman on Facebook who, even though she has very strict privacy settings, just judging by the photo, I'm going to say that she either performs burlesque or at the very least she owns some Amanda Palmer albums. Can you please welcome back to the podcast from The Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema. It is Beck Charwood. Yeah. That's actually probably future me. I reckon that's me in about like 20 years. Well, when I'm... Look, look her up. She, she's Becky with a C-K-Y. Oh, mm. disgusting. Yeah, burn her. She's a witch. That's crazy because that's what my family all calls me is Becky. And when I went to high school, I remember that was the turning point of like no more. No more, more KY. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. You're my, to me. My is wife back. is the same. And then I reckon you'll get to an age where you'll go back to Rebecca. Mm. Oh, God. When you direct films, Beck, you'll be Rebecca Charwood, directed by. Mm. No Nancy. more KY. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good philosophy for life, Greta. <laughs> oh wow, she's hot. Look at that. There you go. What a babe. Yeah, oh my god, damn. it runs in the name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay, our first game tonight is called Social Me, Me, Meter. What I'm going to do, I'm going to read out status updates by the four of you. If you think you know who wrote them, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point to the person who actually wrote it if you get it wrong. So you can't lose points, so don't feel bad for getting it wrong. Your names are your buzzers. Can't buzz in for your own ones. Here we go. Question one. Podcast idea. One person watches Arrival, another Interstellar. They're told they've seen the same film and must have a spoiler-free discussion. Dan. Yes, Dan. That smacks of Beck all day long. No, that is Stuart Goldsmith ah! right there. <laughs> I don't talk about movies off the clock, Dan. <laughs> oh God. I haven't seen I haven't seen either of these films. Oh, then you're a perfect person for the experiment. I should do it. We- I know and I know Greta hasn't seen them either, because Greta does not watch films. Don't like movies. The prob- the problem is with both of them, you can't even say what genre they are without it being inherently a spoiler, which means it's always time travel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. The car is great if you want to get out of the house for a quick mental breakdown. Beck. Yes, Beck. Is that Greta? That is Greta, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What tips you off, Beck? What tips you off for that? <laughs> Look, you learn a few things about someone by living with them for a while. <laughs> and I noticed that Greta always has just a little bit of mascara down here but was never crying in the home. So I was like, she better be taking that on the road, I think. <laughs> I was, but you, can't, you just can't remember, but that's fine. <laughs> Look, you've got to get out of the house for a good cry. You gotta, it's, it's fine. It's the car, it's, it's soundproof, you know? It's yeah. like your own little yeah. kind of recording studio, you know, but you don't record. I mean, some people record themselves crying. I mean, I'm loving TikTok right now. That's basically <laughs> all it is. Um, but, Gro- yeah, yeah. Growing up, it was a real trick um, for my parents to trap me in the car to lecture me driving from place to place. Oh. The car was the place to get a stern lecture from your parents, which inevitably, inevitably led to some crying. Yeah, it's a, mm. it's a trick. It's, it's a trick. If you ever need a place to let out some kind of primal energy, but you have a flat share or something and you can't scream in your apartment, uh, I really recommend uh, unloading vocally into a basin full of water. You can just dip your rug <laughs> bath and run a basin full of water, push your face into it, you scream your head off, no one knows. It's awesome. This is excellent. Yeah. This has changed the way I'm going to be living my life. I live it's in a- like <laughs> that, what's that Japan- Japanese saying, um, scream inside your heart? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, except it's scream it, inside keep your it bath, in, but still scream. Keep out. Is that a Japanese in. saying, or is that like yeah. "Welcome to Japan"? Scream inside <laughs> your heart. <laughs> With the screaming in in the sink, though, what happens if the noise goes down the plug hole into your neighbours, like down the pipe? So all your neighbours, if you're in a, like an apartment block. Oh my god! Hearing. Maybe I'm not surrounded by ghosts. <laughs> this is great news. Oh yeah. <laughs> Then you got the sewage workers testing for COVID. They're like, oh, we've got so much, so yeah. many cases of anxiety coming oh, through. It's crazy. You guys have just reminded me of something. Yeah. Okay. So once when I okay. Sorry for a second there. I thought you weren't going to share yeah. it. I just. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've left the iron on. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> no, I remember like because Beck and I were talking about earlier about growing up in a house with just like all boys, like all brothers, mm. and you get sort of a bit like like lightly tortured and um i remember taking a shower one day and and I, my exfoliating glove this was the first thing my exfoliating glove was arranged in like an obscene gesture like that right. from, <laughs> by my brother just to be like you know fuck it's classic, you a classic. yeah 
Yeah. I, I approve. Yeah. yeah and then great. and then and there was like the pipe would connect to like the outdoor drain, and then I hear this voice like really loud, like bellowing up through the drain, and it was like um, Stephen. It was uh, it. You know, Tim Curry, it was going, hiya, Georgie, you like want penny, a balloon, Georgie? And it was my brother wise. outside on the pipe, just like terrorising me. I did get a fright because it was so loud. Yeah. Pipe talk. If you want to do a bit of pipe talk, Stu, I, know, I think the, you might the, have, um, yeah, you can start having a little bit of a dialogue with your flatmate. Hey, Greta, if you want to do a podcast called Talking Pipe, I guarantee you got a, lot, <laughs> a lot of listeners in the first week. <laughs> did I miss a bit of that story or was it just not resolved and it could well have been Pennywise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Question three. Never wanted to buy a house anyway. Beck. Yes, Beck. Is that Dan? That is Dan. Yeah, point yeah. Beck. Yes, yeah. two for two. You, you know when you Sorry. said that, I thought, I thought, oh, who read that? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that was me. Yeah, I did that. I read that. Dan's pretty good at doing the old picture with a tweet. He's very good at pairing a picture with the tweet. So I did notice that when I was looking for very popular tweets, that a lot of them were visual ones, uh, yeah. which, which for this, not, not so great. Also difficult for jo- job for you, Josh, because I have I run tweet delete on my thing, so I, my tweets expire in about ninety days. So they can't. Oh, so oh the coward's the, way. The good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it is the coward's way. It is the coward's way. You know, way. I didn't think about cancelling you before, Dan, but now I'm determined. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You can go like, my oh, I'll find Please, a way. Get some shit on Facebook. There's some good. Presumably, some... it's possible. It's possible now to just mock up horrendously cancelable tweets that Dan did yeah. over ninety days ago. And he can't prove otherwise. <laughs> All right. Question four. Do you have to be a full psychopath to make it in the entertainment industry? Only reason I ask is look at James Corden. Beck. <laughs> yes, Stuart. Beck. Is that Greta? That is Greta, yeah. yeah that's, Greta. <laughs> that's Greta. I read the AMA that James Corden did and it was amazing on Reddit. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, and just people just just absolutely exposing terrible ways he'd treated them, and I just wow. think that like the kindest people that I know that are in showbiz have not moved up to where they should be. That's my opinion. I think the people that are most deserving are the ones that just help everybody else out. The Stuart Goldsmiths of this world are really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really hey, listen, as a fellow Englishman. I have now to step in. I'm obliged to step in and say that I met James Corden in a pub several years before he was famous and he was an asshole. Oh. So I've got no, oh. I've got no, all I could do is tell the truth. I went, yeah. I went for a, like an interview. I was trying to hustle to get a, a green, not a green card, just employment so I could get my E3 visa in America after I'd lost my second job in America. And uh, one of the places I went to was James's show and I met the producer and in the corridor, James gave me a, hey, one of those hey looks and I was like I don't know that guy and I was like oh that's James Corden yeah I'm out of his show yeah that's right yeah so the only, the only experience I have is a hey kind of face well and if you want to hear that whole story just listen to Fail with Greta Lee Jackson okay. the Dan Illick episode about I'm pretty sure we recorded Jesus. it before I lost that job oh that job yeah. oh we recorded about another job loss that was a different job loss yeah yeah Podcasting has really moved on since I started. Are people yeah. really teasing, teasing their appearances in other podcasts? <laughs> That's incredible. Mate, I'll, I'll just take whatever I can get at this point. <laughs> Next question. Just spent 30 minutes cooking my own dinner for the first time in years, and wow, what a waste of fucking time. What are people crapping on about with your recipes and your master Stu, Shut up, Stu. admit it, cooking sucks. Yes, Stu. 
Uh, I just wanted to say I wish that had been me. I really relate to that tweet. <laughs> uh, and given the fact, hang on, Dan voted, so it can't be Dan. I think it was Beck. Yeah. You are correct, yeah. yes. The yeah. points are mine. Yes. Go fuck yourself with your homemade pasta. It's boring. That's what my mum always says. It takes so long to cook and only minutes to eat. What's yeah. the point? Oh, I it's also bullshit. think that though it, it just holds a special time in lockdown period because you'd need your own space to think and think and just be yourself. And that's a great uh, – cooking is just a great way just to be yourself without other people kind of getting involved. It's great. I wrote that tweet in the first lockdown, yeah. Dan. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and you know what I cooked? You know what that tweet was about me cooking? It was about cooking a vegan schnitzel in the oven. That's it. See, see oh Dan, when you, say, when you said – it's about being alone and on doing it for yourself. Uh, three of us here have children. Yeah, I was about to and say. It's, it's never. It's like my thing with if you want, if you don't know if you are ready for kids or not, just cook broccoli, put it on a plate, <laughs> and then throw it in the bin. And if that doesn't annoy you, you're going to be fine. That's that's pretty much parenting. Oh, the top fifth, the top fifth of a cup of tea, yeah. and buying vegetables to throw them away. Yeah. it's on the cards. Maybe that's what I should be working on for the next yeah. few little little bit, just to try and get that that stuff going. I, I, I highly recommend it, but I'm just yeah, it's it comes with its own little own little nuances. Now, here's the thing: for the folks who do have kids, I mean, Greta, you've got you know a pretty new one. Yeah. Um, I would love to know from all of you. You're all very different stages of parenting, like. Uh, my brother at different stages of his kids growing up has equally said that it's the worst thing he's ever done and it's the best thing he's ever done. Uh, and I find that very complex. Yeah. yeah. Break it down in this it's... two to three minute segment on this podcast yeah. for us. <laughs> it really uh, yeah, they... is the yin and the yang. It's the circle of life. It's the... The happy, cl- happy clown and the sad clown. It's all of that in one. Dan, here's parenting for you in a sentence. They have stolen from me even the luxury of suicide. <laughs> <laughs> or taking a shit. Jesus, <laughs> That's incredible. Apologies that we'll now have to trigger warning this episode. Oh, God. I'll do it. All right, next next question. Hey, four years ago, I was the person who did CrossFit three times a week, and now I'm that person doing Pilates three times a week because my old CrossFit injuries. Greta. Yes, Greta. It's got to be Dan. It is Dan, yeah. That's Greta. (laughs) Man, just because I know you're into the um, into the fitness, I was, and then when when we worked on Tonightly, I had a massive CrossFit injury that wiped me out, and I still turned up to work. But what I should have done was had my foot up, and I've, I've, I've regret, <laughs> regretted ever since. Mm, mm, mm. Injuries, they're the worst. They're just it's, it's there's nothing like making you realize your own mortality when you're like, oh god, not bouncing back. I, Can I say I went to the, good, the good people. The good people of Physio Cream will sort you right out. Uh, <laughs> they've been a sponsor in the past, and they'll be a sponsor in the future. Excellent. Physio Cream. There's, so, there's something called Physio Cream. Oh, it's the best, it, Stuart. It's the best. What is it? Is it a is it a lubricant? What Australia's does it do? What are the favourite physicians ground down into a cream? <laughs> <laughs> do you have Do you have deep heat or icy hot in Amer- in uh, the UK? Uh, we have deep heat, yeah. yeah we probably like have that. other stuff, but it's I wouldn't like have that, encountered it. It's like that, but with natural ingredients. Okay. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Very yeah, nice. nice. This is how vertically integrated my CrossFit is, that, well, was, when the one I went to, was that if you fucked yourself up, the guy who owned the gym, his partner was the physio, and he would say, oh, just go see my physio. It would be like, it's like a cradle to grave kind of consumer yeah. experience. Mm. I, <laughs> from, I really resented from that- it. From that anecdote, Dan, I have just retroactively understood the meaning of vertically integrated. So I thank you very much for that. (laughs) All right, next question. 
There is nowhere else you need to be, whispers my yoga YouTuber as I hear my baby stunt roll down the stairs. Dan. Yes, Dan. Stuart? Yes, you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. She was wrong. She was wrong. There's plenty of other places I need to be. I was busy. I was busy breathing into my drish tea or whatever I'm doing to try and uh, uh, kind of get over the fact that I'm complicit in the downfall of Western civilization. It wasn't just the baby. It was everything. We've nothing to forgive ourselves for. My God. Uh, question eight. It's about time kids got off TikTok and danced the old-fashioned way in a school gymnasium, doing the nutbush, dying of embarrassment. Dan. Stu. Yes, Dan. Greta. No, that was Beck Charwood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the church Can you, house I don't know what the nutbush is. Uh, Can someone show um, me the nutbush? This is what I just song. found out. Yeah, Australia is the only country in the world that has the dance to the nutbush. Oh, show me the da- All four of you immediately show me the dance well, to the nutbush. I'll, dis- I'll describe it for the listener. It's, it's all legs. It involves legs, but uh, I can, lo- so, I can, like I can here, lower my legs. Yeah, Dan, do Angle it. Angle your camera, Dan. I'll, I'll do verbal commentary. Very okay, nice. So, Dan, so it's one leg is doing a sort of in and out, and then all the other ones are doing it as well. It's like a like sideways, like a vertically like integrated hokey-cokey. No, you forgot to go back, Dan. You've got to go back. Yes, you've yeah. missed oh, the it's whole amount of steps. It's basically the time warp, I think. It's like a sort of reducted version of the time warp. Yeah. Do you have, uh, the, yeah, do you have the dance to the bus stop, the song The Bus Stop? No, no. We've oh, that passed that one. centuries ago. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I, no, I Good not push, though. Like it. I didn't know until... Like I watched the Tina Turner documentary, Tina, it's very good, that like they didn't talk about the dance. And I looked it up. Oh, how come the dance wasn't mentioned? And it's like, it's only Australia. Yeah. People have <laughs> the dance to the song The Nutbush. Yeah. Because oh I grew up in New Zealand and we didn't have it. Only in high school, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. it's really weird. We only had the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was global, that but was only global, for a short yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. And strangely, I thought I thought the white Australia policy only happened in Australia as well, but that happened in a lot of other places. <laughs> uh, Dan, while we're on the subject of verbally describing things, does your T-shirt say emails in block capital letters? Yes, it does. I have a T-shirt that says emails in block capital letters. I bought it at the very height of the 2016 election uh, of, uh, <laughs> of, of the US election because oh. I, wanted, I, wanted to, I was living and working in America. And so this shirt uh, just reminded everyone that I was thinking about Hillary's Clinton's emails as much as, as everybody else oh, was. So, yeah. I love it, but I'm faintly, I'm faintly disappointed to learn there is sense behind it. <laughs> I, liked it more, I liked it more when I thought it was just abstract. Well, I, 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 someone said it on a podcast and I, I bought it off that podcast because I thought it was so funny that there was a, a shirt that was just said emails. <laughs> so I bought it and now I wear it because it's one of my most comfortable shirts and I, I love wearing it. I, you know, I, love, I love that people love emails as much as I'm uh, perplexed that there's emails across my chest as much as I am. It absolutely is perfect for to nutbush in. Yeah. Have I used <laughs> that right? That. To nutbush. Yes. Did we do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Question nine. Just found out the person who bullied me in high school is a real estate agent. So they make more money than me, but they're still a cunt. But it works for them. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is never try. Beck. Dan. I heard Beck first. Oh, it's going to be Greta because she's on the one with an answer. Yes. I'm the only one that didn't buzz. <laughs> uh, Stu, were you going to say Greta? Because I feel like you might have I, a bit I, of a delay. I was going to say Greta, and oh. I'm, I was so proud of myself then for not mentioning there is clearly a huge delay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just quite um, interested into why I give off that energy that I like. <laughs> I, I, you, real estate agents was bullied, not Greta, rich. Greta, do you get to see this guy's face plastered on, on billboards around It's your a place? woman. It's a woman. 
Do you get to see her face plastered around uh, your neighbourhood? No, no, because it's in New Zealand. It's in oh, New right. Zealand and um, she's probably the only real estate agent in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, no, it was just kind of like that makes sense. That makes sense, you know, to be a, to be a sort of shell and to, and to get what you can from people and then discard them. Look, yeah, sorry to real estate agents listening i kind of have a bias against you yeah <laughs> I'm, my mum's gone. a real estate I, I've agent i've teed off on them before they're fine oh your mum's a real estate agent is she yeah I, and to be honest it when i went to therapy it kind of made sense i was like oh no yeah the profession and the personality line up is so. she in sales <laughs> is she in sales or is she in rentals in sales mm. so she's a good one yeah mm. i mean do they yeah. Do they do the thing in, in Australia where they have like, it's it's like in America where it's personality led. They have their face and I'm the guy yeah. you can trust and exactly. that kind of yes. thing. We don't have that over here. That would be insane. That would be as crazy as asking an MC to read out your credits before bringing you to the stage. Um, I, had a, I had a weird experience about um, uh, about confronting a, a school bully recently. Well, back when I was doing CrossFit before I was a Pilates person. Um, so I was at my gym, at my CrossFit gym, which is a gym I'd been to for 10 years. And I, I really love my gym. I really love the people that work there. It was a real safe space for me i really love the crew that was there then this guy turned up one day and he yelled at me from across the gym and he's like oi illich and i was like oh yeah and he's like oi it's and i'm like oh <laughs> fuck you're the school bully he's like how you doing man i go to this gym all the time I'm like no you don't you've never been in this gym and he's like yeah yeah so it's good to see you you know and i'm like what the fuck are you doing in my gym this is my safe place like go fuck off it's really it's really confronting as a as a 35 year old man to meet your you meet your school bully even though it was you know 20 years ago being bullied yeah, yeah i've t- i've totally had that it- I've had that experience, but with the roles reversed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, Stu Goldsmith. I gave you a wedgie and sat you on top of a bubbler. Yeah, I'm forever me? walking. Yeah. I'm forever walking into gyms in the UK and Australia, wherever I travel, just full of chumps that I've bullied. <laughs> hey, our final question for the first round: Boys poo, men shit. <laughs> Dan, Stu. Yes. yes, Dan. Beck Charwood. Yes. You are correct. Yes. yes. I am Beck. I'm so glad you are studying masculinity. That is uh, to all of our to all of our benefit. Thank you. I'm breaking down the boundaries. You know, not enough people will say it, and I'm not scared to go there. Thank you. Wait until they become fathers and they take 45 minutes plus to shit, Beck. 45 exactly. minutes plus. Where's that episode of Bluey, Greta? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea for Bluey. Today's episode of Bluey is called Me Time. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right, at the end of the first round, the scores are Greta, you're on one point. Stu, you're on two points. Dan, you're on two points. Been the lead on five points. It's Beck Charwood. Whoa. Yes. This has never Just... happened. I've come last every single time I'm on this podcast. Well, today could be your day. Now, this round, it's called Just, Yeah. I'm going to... I... I, I need to. I'm going to interrupt because I failed to say the sentence just to take advantage of this natural break fast enough. But just to take advantage of the natural break that happened that I missed. Um, <laughs> given uh, Beck and Greta that you don't know me, is it clear? Do you think from uh, my description of being on the other end of the bullying thing that I was joking? Because I suddenly, <laughs> yes. I suddenly thought I said it quite well. Like so when I said I said chumps, I really inhabited the character of the bully, and I suddenly went, "Oh God, maybe it's not clear." Stu, Stu, you definitely come across as beta. Don't worry, mate. 
Thank you. Thanks so much, baby. I don't know. No. I, I, I was. I, I knew you were joking, but I was. I thought maybe you could. You could have pulled it off if you wanted to. <laughs> it's funny how people do perceive you. I've, there's been a few. I've never met Greta in real life. I've only seen you through this format you've been on the podcast before but the other week i had hamyara mabub on uh, the podcast and she thought i was a very tall man now it's Stu. oh yeah do yeah. you think i'm a tall person i noticed that you've angled the camera looking up at your face which makes me think no no i'm not at all <laughs> but it, it was just nice to have someone go no you, you give off tall tall energy it's like mm. i'm a lot thinner tall than energy. this like yeah. a lot thinner <laughs> i know it's just it's just the camera yeah. Yeah. I'm way funnier off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This round is called Yeah Book. Now, in this round, we go back to our school days and talk about a moment that has stayed with us. And today we're talking about a young Daniel Illich. Now, when Dan was in high school, he had a teacher who was obsessed with the TV show Seinfeld. But how did his love of Seinfeld backfire in the classroom? Was it A, the teacher would quite often enter the room the way Kramer would enter Jerry's apartment? They convinced the teacher to do this. <laughs> Not coming through the door, though, but coming out of the cupboard. Once the teacher was in the cupboard, another boy in the class put a chair in front of it so the teacher could not get out. So that's A. <laughs> B. Dan, when receiving good news on his presentation, thought it would be funny to shove the man and yell, Get out, Allah Elaine, to Jerry. Dan didn't realise just how frail this guy was and ended up pushing him into the wall. When he was being told off, all Dan could, repl- all Dan could reply was, I was being Elaine. <laughs> or C, the teacher started calling himself the homework Nazi. And when a kid had been good, to reward them, he would say, no homework for you, like the soup Nazi. The only thing was there was quite a few Jewish families at the school who, when they found out, <laughs> they were not happy that their children were being taught by someone who jokingly referred to themselves as a Nazi. Mm. Now, one of these is true. You can ask Dan as many questions as you want to try and get the truth out of him. But bear in mind, he doesn't want you to get it right. So he gets your point. You three don't have to answer individually. You can all answer. Oh, don't have to answer together. You can all answer individually. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. I just want to peg in advance. I really hope it's C. <laughs> I just want to put that in there before <laughs> asking any questions. I really hope it's that one. Or D, they just you play really slap bass. You really hope it's <laughs> what school was it, Dan? What school did you go to? Uh, I went to uh, Oak Hill College in Castle Hill. It's a uh, Catholic school in the northwestern suburbs of Sydney. Okay, so we can rule out C. We can rule out C, that's for sure. Um. Does the ma- Dan, does the man at your gym, the bully that went to your gym, does he like <laughs> chairs and locking people in cupboards? Uh, that bloke is, I believe, is a truck salesman um, okay. so yeah it's not really his not really his thing he wasn't in this particular oh, he wasn't he wasn't in this particular uh, class with this particular teacher yeah. okay. were you okay. were you Dan the sort of kid that would join in the bullying of a teacher uh, yeah if, if there's a mass you know much like Nazi Germany if there was a mass kind of movement of people who are willing to go along I would, uh, yeah. I would jump on board and you're sort and, of you're naturally a collaborator uh, yeah I am a collaborator <laughs> instigator I um, uh, to kind of put it in perspective my grandfather uh, wrote socialist kind of propaganda for the Nazi party I, okay. I, I just recently watched the Woodstock 99 documentary on HBO. I don't know if anyone's watched it. And like, there's a lot of horrible stuff in that that I would never have done at 18. Are uh, you talking about the Umbilical Brothers set? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. 
It's a great scene in that film, in uh, the doco, where Moby is like, who the fuck are the Umbilical Brothers? Like, it's just him <laughs> railing really? on it. Yeah. And yeah. if you'd like to hear this story in full, please tune in to the Gregory Jackson <laughs> podcast <laughs> episode with David Collins. Thank you. I'm going yeah, to tune yeah. in on that one, Greta. That's great. <laughs> but, but, like, was, wasn't Moby in the Umbilical Brothers? <laughs> yeah, he looks like he was. <laughs> No, he was in the he was in the placenta twins. I don't know. I reckon it's A because it's so specific. It's so specific, and Australian kids are little devious pricks in general in high school. And I bet you it was Year Nine. There's that show. What is it? That play <laughs> Year Nine or Animals? I feel like in Year Nine, that's what happened. You guys conspired. That's what I reckon, and and locked him in the cupboard. Poor bastard. I can see you. I can see you talking a teacher into like if they're enjoying the fact that everyone's laughing and they're like, yeah. "Hey, I'm relating to these kids." Then you're like, "Hey, well, why don't you walk into the room?" But that's a bit faffy. You don't want to leave the room, so why don't you walk out of the cupboard? That has the ring of truth to it. Sir, sir, there that's well. so funny, sir. That's so funny when you do Kramer, <laughs> sir. Do it again, sir. Yeah, little manipulative <laughs> bastards. I bet you do. And Dan, being a big Daryl Summers fan, said, "You're back in the room." And then... <laughs> <laughs> So, Stuart, Daryl Summers was this guy. <laughs> yeah, thanks, was... mate. <laughs> uh, so you're going to lock in A, Greta. You think A? I reckon. All right. What do you think, Beck Childwood? I, I, what happened when he was let out of the cupboard is my question to you, Dan. Uh, he, he got out of the cupboard and he said to the person who, who locked him in the cupboard, he said, get out and pushed him and they fell over. And that person was quite a frail kid and, and died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go B because I don't think anyone's picking B. Okay. And Stu, what do you think? I'm going to go, I, 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 I I think it could be C, but I think the, the kid dying just then was a vain attempt to throw us off the scent of A, so I'm going A. I'm sticking <laughs> A. The correct answer was A, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Points well there for Greta, Stuart and Dan. You get a point as well because you get uh, Bex. This was one of the best things that had ever happened to me in high school. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. Mr. Eza was his name. I don't know if he's alive anymore. I'm pretty sure he's not. Charlie Eza, not well liked by the other teachers. Um, Charlie would often eat his own lunch, not in the common rooms of teachers, but in his own car, and everyone could see Mr. Oh. Eza was the only person eating his own lunch in his Greta, car by himself. Do you, do you feel a kinship with Mr. Eza? Like... <laughs> I feel a bit sad for Mr. Oh, and he had his I... one moment where he thought he was relating. But Mr. Oh. I love I love Mr. that the rules the rules of podcasting are if you think someone's dead it's okay to say their full name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have no I don't know if he's dead. Uh, but Mr. Eza came in one day and he would constantly pick someone in the class who was often the dumbest person in the class and would say stuff like he was a maths teacher and he would say oh well I'll just use my name he's like well well if Illich gets it you all get it don't worry about it you know and he would come in and say look who what do you want to learn today does anyone want to learn anything today if you want to learn something let us know. And like the, 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 when Seinfeld was at its peak, Isa would come in and do these things where he would he would act out the Seinfeld that was on the night before. It was a really big show back in the nineties when I was in high school. And then he we would egg him on to do Kramer, and he did Kramer like five or six times coming in the door. And we were every time he came in, we would cheer and go, "Hey, Mr. Isa!" <laughs> now Les Zoliomi convinced him to get in the cupboard, and Possibly then he, dead. <laughs> and then he picked up his chair and didn't put it up against their chair, Josh. He took 
the, the leg of the chair and put it through the handles of the oh. cupboard, preventing him from exiting the cupboard. And so for the next 15 minutes, Isa was banging on the door going, let me out of here, boys. Let me out of here. No one would let him out. And he said, I'll get Mrs. Walker. Now, Mrs. Walker was like the uh, was the, the enforcer of the rules at school. She was kind of the, the authoritarian figure in school whose office was next door to our math class. He eventually got out and said, right, I'm going to get Mrs. Walker on you. Walked out, got Mrs. Walker. Mrs. Walker got to the class and everyone was acting very well. And Isa was like, and then they locked me in the door. I came through the thing. They put me in the cupboard. And I locked the door and tried to explain the story. And Mrs. Walker was like, I don't believe you, mate. Kids, look after Mr. Reza and just like walked away. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just oh. like this beautiful moment. <laughs> it was one of those really precious moments in high school where I thought, well, I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> Mr. Reza, if you're listening, hopefully you wrote some amazing code and made a whole bunch of money and you don't have to deal with <laughs> shitty kids ever again. <laughs> or it's on his bloody tombstone. Yeah. They locked me in the cupboard. <laughs> and I couldn't get out. <laughs> All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Greta, you're now on two points. Stu, you're on three points. Dan, you're on three points. And still in the lead, though, on five points is Beck. Hey, everyone. Just a quick note to say this episode is brought to you by the good people at Comedy Republic and their Replay Festival. That's right, the Replay Festival is on in Melbourne right now. If you're listening to this, the week it comes out, it's on. So make sure you go and see a whole bunch of shows in Replay. We, there's shows from Greg Larson, Sammy Shah, Anna Piper-Scott. Who else is on? Uh, David Quirk. My shows are on as well. So I'm doing two podcasts this weekend, August 7, August 8, 4.30, both shows. The first one, August 7, is very close to selling out. The second one, plenty of room. So, for the second one, the lineup I can tell you is Damien Callanan, Geraldine Hickey, Dave O'Neill, and newcomer to the show, Bobby McCumber, who is one of the hosts of Breakfasts on Triple R. Super funny, super lovely. So, make sure you come along. Go to uh, comedyrepublic.com.au for all the ticket information. And I'll see you there. All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. Now, in this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you'll say yeah. If things are a lie, you'll say nah. Ask them as many questions as you want, but they want you to get it wrong, so they get your point. So, to Dan. Now, once Beck was doing a Zumba class, when afterwards the instructor came up to Beck and accused her of being a spy trying to steal the instructor's moves. Yeah or nah? Beck, um, how long have you been doing Zumba for at this point? Uh, so this was my first ever Zumba class. I'd never done it before. Um, I'd previously done nine years of ballet. Yes, I know I look it. Um, <laughs> and so after the class, she was like uh, this like really like uh, like big enthusiastic Greek lady. And she was like, you, I need to talk to you after class. You stay. You stay. I'm going to talk to you after class. I was like, oh, my God. And so she's like, she's like, you're stealing my routines. I see you at the back of class. You're stealing my routines. And I was like, I've never been here. I don't know who you are. And she's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Would you want to work for me? And I was like, (laughs) Beck, was her name Mrs. Eza? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't. Her name uh, was actually Michelle and she was an ex-Big Brother contestant. (laughs) 
Michelle, X Big Brother contestant. That's got to be true. Who yeah, throw in true. that detail? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will also say it's true. You look very, very convinced telling that story, Beck. I'll go. Dan, I'll go with true. You are correct. This is a true story. Yeah, <laughs> point for Dan. Now, Beck, when she said you were stealing, isn't uh, isn't the instructor meant to show you the moves? Like, yeah, yeah. Isn't Zumba a pyramid scheme? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. I'll expose it right here and now. It's absolutely. Because after that, I went on to teach Zumba for three years with no qualifications whatsoever. So you were stealing her routine? Yeah, yeah technically. <laughs> I think all, all Zumba classes, though, have been taken over by F45s. F45 oh, is the yeah. new one. Yeah. yeah, they're the new thing. It's like in, the, in the 90s when all those bands, like those new metal bands had like like uh, DJs who then all went into being the keyboard players. That's what happened. Zumba, they all went into being <laughs> F45s. That's all it is. It's the same. Circle of life. Yeah, have you ever... Have you have you ever been to Moby's Zumba class? It's yeah. great. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a point there to Dad. Now, uh, to Beck. Now, Stu used to work a job for UK TV doing very mundane work when the company employed a new guy. Stu and this guy hit it off, and Stu was teaching the guy the ropes, mainly how to slack off and do as little work as possible. <laughs> a month later, this guy got a promotion and ended up becoming Stu's boss. So Stu's days of slacking off were no more. I yeah or nah? I think we've spoken a lot about James Corden in this episode. Is there somebody <laughs> <else>? <laughs> um, okay, what was your like uh, preferred way of slacking off? Like what was your favourite way to get out of work? I, it wasn't slacking off, it was efficiency, right? <laughs> I had to churn out something like 75 uh, links for the continuity announcers to say in between the shows. And I had to, I reckon by the end, by the time I finished working there, I could do my entire day's work in about two hours, maybe two and a half hours. And it was basically through two, two techniques. One, making every supposed joke completely formulaic, right? Because what they wanted, the nature of the job was, hey, we want this real kind of zoo TV. We want it to be like a living, breathing conversation. That was day one. And then every day there'd be a meeting with another sub-manager and then a sub-sub-manager would come in and go, yeah, what they said, but not really that. What we, you know, boil it down, boil it down, boil it down. Until it was literally turn up, set your sense of humour back 10 notches and mm. write... You know, like joke formulas like coming up next, it's show X with person Y doing joke F. Blah, you know, so you <laughs> need to zoom through these things. And the other thing I did was I would, uh, and this is, I, th- I believe you can get software, you can get apps for your phone to do this now. <laughs> but um, we, would, we were using Excel spreadsheets. And so I realized that you could write, uh, you could program it so that you could write something like JF, something that would never crop up. And it would immediately autocorrect to coming up later in half an hour here on UKTV yesterday. So you could just program all these things. So I'd be just going, bang, done. Next one. So clever. Yes, mate. But that's not why. That's not what I told him. What I said to him was pretty much what I told you when he turned up. Uh, his name was Matt Brito. Pretty sure he's dead now. Um, and when he, uh, uh, he he turned up, sat next to me, and I was like, "Mate, you're going to love this job. It's a piece of piss. You can do it super efficiently. And all they really want is they want you to think that you, you know, they want to think they're booking you to be funny. But if you are genuinely funny or risk taking or daring, they hate it. So just dial your sense of humour back ten notches, churn out a load of old shit, and you're, you're gold. Basically and- describing the Australian television. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like basically so that's Stuart, it. Bored at the wrong time. Um, Bored 
wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> so I told him, I told him that, and then it was less less than a month. It was about three and a half weeks later. Uh, he was my superior, and I like he like I think I found out by saying, "How's it going?" And he was like, "I'm your boss now." And I was like, "Okay, I guess that's how it goes." Retreats back into photocopier, pulls lid over self. <laughs> Oh, my God. You did the same thing that I did, and you told that story with too much vigour and excitement. I'm going to say that's a yeah. You are correct, yes. That is a true story. Put there for Beck. Yeah. Okay, so to Stu now. Now, once, when Greta was flying, the company that booked her tickets booked it under the name Greatly Jackson by mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Sold. When Greta went to check in, she couldn't find her name due to the error and had to speak to an attendant. They found the flight, but the attendant was adamant that because of the error, they couldn't let her on the flight. Oh, fuck off. Greta wow. was furious <laughs> and called over a manager who looked at the attendant with such disdain and said to them, why are you creating more work? You can see how this happened. Just give her the ticket. And Greta has never wanted to be friends with someone more. Yeah or nah? Oh, I don't know. That's a tricky one because I do have... I, I just think... I would love to think that the reality was Greta found a ticket on the floor with Greatly Jackson, stole it, went and used it, and in the background you've got some Motown legend who's just like, hey, man, I can't get on my flight. Um, but it's okay. Uh, Great, Greatly Jackson is dead now. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Greta. So uh, yeah, I feel like it could be... Can I ask questions? Can I test, yes. can mm-hmm. I test out the information? Okay, so where were you flying? We were flying to Sydney from uh, Rockhampton. Oh, sounds made up. No, um, no, Rockhampton's I... in place. Rockhampton in Queensland. <laughs> we were doing a job for, I can name the company, the ABC, and we were flying back from, from Rockhampton. Well, actually, we had to fly to Brisbane from Rockhampton because the okay. flights don't go directly to Sydney. Yeah. Okay. What other things have people misunderstood your name for in the past over the telephone? Uh They've just the spelling has been wrong. So Gretel, Gretel is a big one. Um, but also, yeah. but like I've had my name spelt on on, on the phone, Gretel, but written. Uh, I've, I've had my name with an H sometimes at the end, um, an extra A, so Griata, um, <laughs> like all sorts. It's it, okay. Okay. Uh, two Final T's question. is common. Two T's is common. Yeah. Final question: Have you ever had a Motown or funk-based musical career? No, I wish I could. It's my it's my kind of genre. Um, I'm saying yeah. I believe it. I believe it. You gonna say yeah? Happen. Yeah. You are incorrect. This was a nah. <gasps> Point there for Greta. Oh. No. What's the real story? Was there any truth in no. that? I mean, no. Well, yeah, kind of. Kind of. I was just trying to channel a time when I I was about to miss a flight because the ABC did put our details in wrong for work, but it wasn't no. the wrong name. It was the wrong booking number. And um, I was flying with someone that had a bit of a high profile and um, the manager did come over to us and was like, oh, do you guys want to use the lounge? Um, the lounge? I love you. I love to the talent I was working with. It's with okay, Tanya Cody, You can say you're working with me. It's totally fine. <laughs> no, it was with Tanya Hennessy. It was with Tanya Hennessy. They're like, oh, guys, jump in the lounge. So that was cool. But, yeah, th- th- I was so, just chatting. So what you're saying is the story is 95% true. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, it's about 80% true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I think you just, I just wanted to believe in Greatly Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so to Greta. Now, when Dan was travelling through Bosnia, he was stopped at the border going into Serbia by armed guards. He was made to sit on the ground, and after a bunch of questions, the guard then tried to get Dan to marry his daughter. Yeah or nah? Hmm. Dan, um... What was describe where you were sitting? Like, what was the scenario? So they make you sit down, and then where are you sitting? 
Uh, I'm in a concrete box on the border of uh, Serbia and Bosnia. Uh, and we were in a bus. Ah, uh, but nah. This is it. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you say nah? <laughs> Greta, you are incorrect. This is oh! a true story. <sighs> so it's, uh, I couldn't believe the concrete box. I was like, no. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a concrete box as in like it was like a... Like a like a shed made out of concrete. That's what it was. It was a shed. I'm made envisioning out of like no, I can't make that joke. Just, uh, I'm, I'm envisioning like like Taliban videos. So it was really, I was really nervous about travelling through the Balkans because my last name's Serbian, and I was just you know on edge. And it was after the t- 2004 Olympics, I decided to catch a train from Greece through the Balkans to see the homeland. And, uh, and we're crossing the border from Serbia to Bosnia, and. Bosnian soldiers came on on the bus and asked for everyone's passport because you're just moving, you're going going across the border, and everyone got their, everyone got gave that gave their passports. And we waited like 15, 20 minutes for our passports to come back, and they would they were they were reading out passport names and handing passports back, and then they got to my passport. And they said Illich, and I said yes, questioning, and I was like what? So I had to I left the bus to go to this concrete box, sat in this chair in this in this in these four walls, and this soldier comes out and he's like, uh, so um you're travelling from um, Bosnia to uh, some Serbia to Bosnia? I'm like, Yes, your last name's Serbian, yes. And I said, uh, yes. And what are you doing in uh, in Bosnia? I'm like, I'm just uh, on vacation, I'm just a holiday. And uh, do you wanna do you wanna drink or anything? Do you wanna uh, coffee, tea, Coca-Cola? And I said, um, I don't know, a Coca-Cola. And he's like, rah, 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 Coca-Cola. Someone brings out a Coca-Cola, gives me a Coca-Cola. And he says, um, my daughter, she wants to study at Melbourne University. But, uh, <laughs> Get you a little bit something harder than a Coke. Jesus Christ. Would you, would you want to marry my daughter? And I'm like, uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, that's very nice of you. Thanks for the Coke. It's like, okay, she right. have a T-shirt. She has a T-shirt which says faxes. You would get on. Oh, emails and faxes. And uh, he, gave, he gave me my Coke and my passport back and I got to go to Bosnia. But it was very, it was very nerve-wracking at the time. All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Stuart, you're on three points. Greta, you're on three points. Dan, you're on five points. In the lead still, only by one point, though. It's six points at Spec Charwood. Oh. God damn it. All right, this is our final round. It's still anyone's game. It's still anyone's game. It's called Who 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 Who. Now, in this round, I'm going to read out ten <laughs> questions about the four of you. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your name's your buzzers. You can't buzz in for your own ones. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. Only round, you can lose a point. So here we go. Who here once had lunch with Sia, but didn't actually know it was Sia? Beck. Yes, Beck. I'm going to say that's Dan. Mm. You are correct. Yeah, that was Dan. Yes. The name dropping king. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you should mention that. I was out with brunch, out to brunch with with Hilsey and... And Ali McGregor and uh, in New York Did you City. not know? Did you not know it was Sia because she had the wig in front of her face? Well, I didn't. I didn't. I was. That's the great of... thing. That's the great thing about Sia is you can't see her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of unaware of her work back then. It was 2010, and uh, and we're in New York City, and Hilsey was like, "Come to brunch with a bunch of Aussies," and I'm like, "Yeah, great. No, that'd be great." Because their and... mates from Adelaide. Sia is from Adelaide. Right, right, right. Yeah. And anyway, so Sia was talking about. Doing Letterman, and I'm like, oh, that's great, Sia. Like, what do we look up to see you on Letterman? And she's like, um, Sia, Letterman. <laughs> I was like, great, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> uh, 
All right, next question. Who here had to explain to a sales assistant that they wanted a webcam but not for porn? (laughs) Stu. Yes, Stu. I'm going to say back, which I think is probably sexist. No, it was Greta. You're on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, don't tell me what track I'm on. (laughs) If it was me, it would be OnlyFans. Thank you very much, Stu. So this is an Office Works. Yeah, Office Works, West Gosford. And, and he oh. just, the guy just looked at me a little bit. I was like, where are your webcams? He's just like, uh. I was like, no, 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 not for porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that, you know. <laughs> I, 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 just love, I just love the phrasing. I'm not going to attempt porn. I love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I will neither commit nor attempt porn. <laughs> Once when I was really broke, I was like, oh man, I should be an escort. And I looked up some websites. I was like, fuck, they're hot. I have no fucking chance. <laughs> There's no way. What am I going to get? A few bucks? Yeah, anyway, yeah. So I haven't got my webcam yet. That's why the quality's a bit shit because, yeah. <laughs> Greta, the moment you get a great webcam, the world of porn will open right up to you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I look forward to the day. <laughs> Who here used to practice witchcraft as a kid? Dan. Beck. I heard uh, Dan first. Ooh. Well, if Beck chimed in, I'll say Greta. No, it was Stuart oh. Goldsmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I had a book on uh, witchcraft as a 14-year-old. It was Buckley's Complete Witchcraft, if that wow. means anything to your Wiccan listeners. And uh, if it wasn't clear before, I was desperate to be interesting. <laughs> so uh, I, <laughs> I was a terrible right. goth. I was a very bad goth. I practiced some witchcraft, and I did actually attempt to create a spell wow. to, uh, to, stop, to stop my mum's friend, uh, to cure my mum's friend's cancer. But uh, if, if you know your if you know your witchcraft, you can guess the end of the story. Mm. <laughs> so you say you're saying we can say her name, her full name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stu, you deliver very, the very grimmest so. shit with like the biggest smile on your face. It's so good. It's so good. So going through the things that you try to do, interesting. So we've got uh, like witchcraft. Did you did you go through a magic phase? Uh, oh, I, I only only pub magic, yeah, a little All bit right. of pub magic. Mm. But then I got into juggling and I juggling. went. To I was, was going to yeah. say, yeah, 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 yeah unicycle. Yeah. Unicycle yeah. was the big one. Diablo. Yeah. Did you get into Diablo? I, I was pretty good with the Diablo, but I never got over the fact that you chuck it up in the air and everyone looks at it. It doesn't matter what you're doing yeah. anymore. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was like, don't don't steal my thunder. So uh, no fire breathing. Got into fire breathing, walking <laughs> on broken glass very early. Fire juggling, that kind of stuff. Ended fire twirling. Ne- I didn't twirl, mate. Come on. <laughs> there's all these there's all these little allegiances or they were at the time there's a little kind of tribalism within circus where you're like ah. boys juggle girls do poi it mm. was a, it was the 90s <laughs> fire twirling is big in this country there was a fire twirl the other day had 65,000 people watching him it was amazing like he was yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. no I didn't know that fire breathing's good fire breathing is a tremendous fun because at the time we didn't have the internet so we didn't know that the paraffin we were uh, yeah. putting in our mouths is carcinogenic we mm. just didn't know so we had a whole heap of fun uh, learning to atomize paraffin as you spray it out of your mouth such that a fireball blows away from you. But crucially, you close your lips fast enough that you don't even have to, as I occasionally did, see the fire racing back along the spray in front of you towards your head. Um, just wow, before you it's cut like, it off. It's like watching backdraft in VR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly like doing that only in a car park. It's wild to hear such a dangerous activity sound so unsexy at the same time. <laughs> Mate, that is 100% my brand. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's good. Uh, question 
Spohr, who was kicked off a boat tour after the other passengers complained about the smell coming from their cabin. Stu. Dan. Yes, Stu. Was it Beck? Yes, it was. It was Beck. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Were you what smoking Reefer, Beck? Oh, my God. No, I wish it was that cool. So what happened, this is my first time ever travelling solo in Thailand. I booked this trip that was like 18 to 30s. It's just like Kentucky, but not. And it was not at all like Kentucky because it was me and four other couples on their honeymoon oh, on a catamaran. Man. And on day two, I got the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my life. And I couldn't, I was literally just like vomiting and shitting myself straight for like two whole days. I couldn't drink water. And I finally pulled myself like up to the cabin and I was like, someone please take me to a hospital. And the tour guide was like, you're not sick. You're a stupid girl that just spent too long in the sun. Uh <laughs> And oh then in an act of, 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 I guess, like, love, the rest of the crew members were like, her cabin smells like shit. Get her <laughs> off this boat. You poor little baby. Oh, How old were no. you? No, I was 19. Oh, that's oh. horrible. 19 yeah. on your own. That's fucking horrible. And, and, the, and, yeah. and, and they did take care of you at the end? No, they just kicked me off the boat and were like, figure it out, bye. It's kind, spent... of di- it's kind of disgusting that the people who ran the tour sold you a ticket knowing that there were yeah. four couples. <laughs> yeah, I feel so sorry for those couples because it was just them enjoying like uh, a romantic sunset across the sea. No. And there was me in the background just mainlining vodka sodas. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no. It's so strange you made it off the boat because, like, 19-year-old livers are really valuable in that part of the world. You could have, you know, easily sold some organs. I just think that that wasn't there some woman in one of those couples that just had, like, a little bit of fucking compassion for you? Like, you know, that just blows my mind. Oh, makes me sick. Sorry, I'm really cranky about that. Thank you, Greta. Even even though we don't live together, you still take care of me. Likewise, likewise. Were Were they all Australians on the boat? Uh, no, there was like two British couples, one Australian couple and someone from somewhere else I don't remember. But when I was kicked off, I had to go straight to the hospital and I was there for the rest of my trip. Yeah, and this trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a time where, like, I like I didn't have like there wasn't Wi-Fi everywhere, so I and I didn't have like international mm. minutes, so I couldn't call home. So I just had to wait until my flight, then go home. And my mum picked me up from the airport, and she was like, "How's your trip, doll?" And I cried <laughs> oh. so hard into her face. Oh, oh man, it's like and I've never travelled since. So I hope I really hope Josh has got another question because otherwise yeah. that's a sorry place to end the show. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, it's those type of experiences that make you a tough old bitch, Beck. So, yeah. like, it's oh. probably, it had some good at some point, just not apparent yeah. yet. Be- oh, Beck, a hilarious should... question on a podcast. That's all we can yeah. ask for these yeah. days. Content. We're just, everything's content. Mm. Oh, yeah, but you shouldn't let that deter you from travelling. If you go to Bosnia, I can tell you the name of a guy <laughs> who, will, who will give you a can of Coke. All right, next question, question five. Who was mistaken to be their mum's partner? Beck. Yes, yes, Beck. It's Stu. No, it's Greta. Oh! <laughs> My mother thanks you. <laughs> so, so there was this lovely little boy playing at... Uh, um, the local playground, uh, um, and he had he had two mums, and then I, I was with my mum, uh, and we were just playing with Ted, pushing him on the swing, 
and he wanted to be friends with Ted and just um, just hang out with him. And then as he was leaving, he was like, bye, Ted, bye, Ted's mummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so and mum was like, oh, that's quite nice. Like, she got a bit flattered. How 2021. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's very sweet. All right, next question. Who was wrongfully accused of doing Donald Duck voices over the phone by an ex-employer? <laughs> Stu. Yes, Stu. Uh, Dan. It was. It was Dan. Yeah, put that to Can Dan have an extra point for faking a face that was like, oh my God, who did that? Like so creatively. I was really trying, Stu. I was really trying. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <clears throat> can you say it? Um, uh, no, I can't. Just oh, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were, gonna, you were copying to go, all right, here we go. No, so uh, I was working at GIO, which was uh, which is a big insurance company in Australia, and I was doing their arrears, which means the computer would call up these numbers of people who were behind on payments. And now you would hear on the other line, please stand by for an important announcement from GIO. Then I'd get on the line and say, hello, Stuart, just letting you know you're like 50 bucks behind on your credit line account. Do you want to pay that? It was a real monotonous job. And I was like, I had to do these calls and like, get debts out of people and get convincing to pay. And so to kind of liven things up, I would put on accents. I did like American accents or English accents. So I would never do a Donald Duck accent. But this Serbian guy that worked there came up to me one day and started whispered in my ear and started talking Serbian. I can't speak Serbian. I don't know how to speak Serbian because because my name is Serbian. He was like, blah, 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 Donald Duck, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what, what? He's like, they know you're doing Donald Duck impressions. You have to stop. I'm like, what? You're doing all these impressions on, on to the customers. You have to stop. I'm like, no, no I'm not doing Donald Duck impressions. <laughs> Somehow the rumour had gotten around that I was doing impressions and that rumour had been embellished so much that it was, it was like <laughs> I was doing Donald Duck impressions to credit line customers who were in debt which wasn't true um, so I quit because it was like I hate this job what, what the hell am I doing here but it was just one of those things where I was like wow to think I could have ended up doing Donald Duck impressions I should have done Donald Duck impressions in my I, last day I hope there's someone in, in a pub somewhere in Australia just going hey you know that guy you might know Hungry Beast he's been on TV a fair bit Danny Lynch yeah I used to work with him he used to do Donald Duck impressions down the phone <laughs> to people like there you go it was you Excuse me, this is the proper duck call. (laughs) That's how you want to get ducks' attention. Can I say that is very, (laughs) very good. Uh, Anything close to that I've got is I've got a dog, but it's not a dog. It's not a dog near you. It's a dog two doors down, and it it sounds like this. Oh, that was that's very crazy good. What? Very good. Yeah. And that's how I managed to get $150 out of some guy who is behind on his credit card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Who was once photoshopped into space for an ad campaign? Stu. Dan. Yes, Stu. Beck. It was Beck. Point there for Stu. Yes. <laughs> Wait, was that the one I, my dad did with you? No. No. Oh. No. An ad campaign is generous for what it was. Uh, it <laughs> yeah, was I'm good. really I'm really unclear on the meaning of who was photoshopped into space. Like yeah. I don't even know what that means. No. <laughs> so what happened was when I was uh 18 and I was still doing the Zumba instructing, I got offered a free photo shoot. Always a great thing, never a problem uh, by this guy uh, in the gym. And the problem is he did the photo shoot in a very busy gym. But instead of just like photoshopping 
the people out of the background, he just photoshopped me into space. <laughs> so I, I think I've got to actually, can we put photos in the chat? Hold on. Yeah, I'll send find you guys. It. That's so funny. Oh, my God. And I'll try so... and find my dad's one about where you played the nurse. Were they, yes. even, were they good enough to do a comedy festival poster with Beck? Yeah. <laughs> I, this is the only one that I have. Hold on, it's in the chat there now. Everyone right. get okay. excited. And I'll, I'll post this on Insta, guys. Beck Jim Pick. Click to open. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. You were in yeah. a boxing ring with the universe behind you. Yeah, yeah. There was several others of that, uh, but that is the only one that I can find and have he's, on fire. He's very painstakingly photoshopped out the gaps in between the ropes from the boxing ring, which is nice because it suggests that you don't want to fall out of the boxing ring into infinite yeah. space. <laughs> which is actually spoilers for Interstellar. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. It, turns out, it turns out you're time travelling. God damn, that was structurally satisfying. <laughs> Turns, right. out you're, turns out you're hitting up, you're, you're bashing your your own father in the ring. That's yeah. what it turns out. <laughs> wow, interesting. All right, next question. Whose idol as a kid was a guy called Bike Boy who had been on Hey Hey at Saturday? Dan. Yes, Dan. Beck Chowd. No, that was Stuart Goldsmith, everyone. Oh, so here we are trying to mansplain who Daryl Summers was. Jesus, he knew. Do you, so do you So like, do you know Hey Hey It's Saturday? I've never seen it, obviously. Yes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> do you know How is he? How do you know so, about so, Hey Hey It's Saturday? So that, there's this guy. Okay, so when I was 16, one of the life-changing, defining moments of my life, I was, I was maybe, maybe just 17. And I was at Stratford College, which I'd left my hideous private school that I hated. I went to college with some real humans. And they played a documentary about the French heavy metal circus, Archaos. And in part of this documentary, mm -hmm. it cut in on a young punk with a Mohican haircut going, yeah, what is with Bristol accent? He's going, yeah, what it is, I just went to see the show. And then afterwards, I just went down and started doing tricks on my BMX. And now I'm in a circus, innit? And, uh, and I went, oh, my God. I'm going to run away with the circus. And so I did. In one way or another, I, went, I, did, I learned how to do street shows. I went, and, uh, went to circus school and then I began a career as a street performer and what have you. Um, and then many years later, I realised that uh, that guy, uh, his real name is Sean. Uh, he lives in Australia now. Uh, he was one of my mates. He's Bike Boy. And uh, and I there is the I mean I don't know if you know who he is I don't know if he's famous in the states from Hey It's Saturday or just he had like a regular spot uh, on it and I had known him probably for five or six years as this guy who just has this kind of relentless hypnotic rhythm where he uh, he's got some very funny jokes but he also massacres some very funny jokes in this kind of hypnotic rhythm of just getting he rides and round and round the circle of his crowd on his bike and sort of hypnotizes everyone they just give him all their money he's an incredible performer in ways that I don't understand some of them. And uh, and then I realised, like, in, whilst chatting with him, he said, oh, I used to be in our chaos. And I went, oh, crap, like, zoom in, focus out, or whichever way around it is. I was like, oh, my God, you, my dickhead mate, changed my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So I remember him on Hey Out Saturday, but I'm older than everyone else, I think. So, I, yeah, right. I, yeah, I think he was a first up a Red Faces contestant, which was like a talent, a talent show in the middle of a show. Okay. And I think he won that, and then he was so popular that he got invited back to just do his own spot on the show. 
I, that sound that rings a bell for me. And then yeah. there's loads of lovely stories about him, such as uh, <laughs> he was at the top. Someone told me once he was at the top of like a high diving board. Everyone was queuing up to go down the thing, and he didn't fancy it. And this kid next to him, like he went down again. And then a kid on the floor said, "I know you. You're Bike Boy. You wouldn't jump off the top. You're not Bike Boy. You're Bike Girl." And so Bike Boy's like, "Fuck you, kid!" And then climbs up and then jumps off. <laughs> He's a hero. This is the guy that made you learn how to do fire breathing. This is fantastic. Yeah, he, insp- he didn't make me. He inspired me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to live in a van and join the circus. It's possible. And then he became my mate. And then I was like, what? That was you? That was insane. Amazing. All right, next, next question. Who here had horrific diarrhea on a film set but had to commence filming so some poor crew member had to clean up this person's shit? Dan. Yes, Dan. Greta. No, that is also Stuart Goldsmith. Ah. Yeah! <laughs> Did you, the, did you see the did you see the Dan style acting that I was doing there? I was like, oh my god, who could it be? Great. That was very good. I very love good. that. Second I did better acting then than the I did round. in the whole of that yeah. TV series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our final question, our final question for the game: Who here once borrowed their friend's car? It broke down, and then they had to get it towed to a mechanic who said, "Nothing's wrong with the car. You just stalled it." Stu Beck. Uh, I heard Stu. Yes, Stu. Greta. No, well, it was kind of Greta. Who was it? It was Beck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a moment, Beck's face. No, that is not what happened at all. That is not. I know exactly what happened here. Okay, so, (laughs) so what happened was I Greta, uh, Greta's lovely partner, let me borrow. Wait, was it your car? No, it was, Greta, the, or it was, was it? his car. Yeah, the Astra. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me borrow his car. Right. And what happened was I was driving uh, down the, like through the middle of Sydney City, super busy, late for work as I am every single day of my life. Right. And I went to change gear and the whole gear stick See, came out. That's the what whole I thought. Ge- that's what I thought. And Nathan was like, no, that didn't happen. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that it happened. <laughs> I am b- it burnt into my brain, right, is uh, honestly, every time I drive down Abercrombie Street, every fucking time burnt into my brain is me standing next to the Holden Astra with a gear stick in my hand, crying, just yelling, will anyone help me? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I've been accused of, like, exaggerating stories unnecessarily um and then and my like particularly with my brothers they're like that didn't happen i'm like remember when mum threw the tv off the off the balcony they're like that didn't happen you must have imagined it so when i was like remember when the gear stick came out of your car when beck was driving he's like no no no, that didn't happen because the nrma said nothing was wrong it was just stalled <laughs> i was like no okay, oh my god must I- be wrong you go to Nathan right now in the living room and you tell him to stop lying. Okay. <laughs> That's much worse. <laughs> All right. At the end of the game, the scores are Dan Illich, two points. Greta Lee Jackson, three points. Stuart Goldsmith, four points. But our winner on six points is Beck Charwood. Now, because you win, you can plug whatever you want to plug first. You've got the ladies' guy to do cinema. Um, yes, but instead, I would like to plug uh, Fail, the podcast by Greta Lee Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of this. Thanks, Fair. <laughs> uh, and secondly, uh, of course, my podcast, The Ladies' Guide to Dudes Cinema, where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. Great. Uh, and follow you on the socials. It's Beck Charwood. Yeah. Actually, got enough followers. Don't worry right. about it. Right. Um, <laughs> There's this mother that does that. She's like, actually, we're fine. Just like real fat yeah. granola mother on TikTok. <laughs> She's serious. Uh, Stu Goldsmith, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can, as you well know, you can find me at stuartgoldsmith.com. Please go there. Yes. It costs a lot of money. Um, I also do the Comedians Comedian podcast, which you can follow on the socials at ComComPod. Um, and we are coming up for 10 years of that podcast wow. in March next wow. year. So there's still time That's... to get on board before we hit the uh, the decade. Uh, if um, you don't already listen yeah. to it, which I'm sure if you listen to this, you probably do listen to other comedy yeah. podcasts. It is a great podcast. Lots of people who have been on this show have been on that show. So make sure you go listen to it. One of the best. Yeah. It's it's not funny. I want to make that clear up front. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> podcast in comedy that isn't funny. So if it, you're after a hoot, stay oh, away. That is that is not true. There is like there are many comedy podcasts who aren't funny. Uh, <laughs> Greta, where can people find you? Um, well, there are many poly- comedy podcasts that aren't funny. No, um, so <laughs> my my uh, yes, you can find me. Everything's Greta Lee Jackson um, on Instagram on. TikTok on YouTube. Or, I am trying to. Instagram's pretty shit at the moment, so if you could follow me there, that would really help. Um, yeah, that's just that's me, really. Excellent. Yeah. And Daniel Illich. I'm Daniel Illich on LinkedIn, and if you've got questions about Facebook, I'm happy to take them <laughs> all day long. Uh, I can connect you up with Mark, uh, and we can get something going. Uh, and do listen to my podcast, arationalfear.com. It's a fast and funny look at the week in news, uh, co-hosted by Lewis Hobber, and Greta's been on it a few times. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a great show. Come, come and listen to us. Brilliant. And if you're in Melbourne this weekend, I'm doing the two podcasts, 4.30 on Saturday and Sunday at Comedy Republic. I can tell you the, the lineup right now. So the lineup for the first one, it's Luke McGregor, Sammy J, Naomi Higgins, David Quirk. That is the first lineup. And the second lineup is Geraldine Hickey, Dave O'Neill, Damien Callanan and Bobby McCumber. So Huge. make sure you go to joshell.com.au and get all the tickets because the first one's very close to selling out and it'll be great. Thank you guys so much. You guys have been the absolute best. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Put the show on TV. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.